Welcome to Light of the Southwest. It's a blessing to be with you. And I want you to know we have a very exciting program lined up for you this evening. We have some individuals that you will recognize all of their names and you'll recognize their faces. So uh, uh, without much ado, we'll get headed that direction. But before we do, I just want to uh, again bring to your remembrance that we have entered into the 2021 fundraising efforts over at GLC. And uh, we have some exciting things. We've kind of tagged this year's work as onward and upward because our desire is to see the GLC primetime broadcasting platform resume the amazing work that it has done throughout its life. We've had some years that were a little soft, but let me tell you, this is the hour that we are coming back strong. But we need help. We need partners to step up. And you know, we have some, there are some different levels that have been established uh, that I'd like to share with you. These are partnership levels. The first would be the, the raindrop partners, which are basically uh, monthly help from a dollar to $30. And then of course, the one that many of you are familiar with that many of you have participated in for many years, and that being the water bearers. That is a 30 to $75 uh, bracket. But, you know, in fact, it's been calculated that that, that alone with 1,500 uh, of the viewers would cover basic operational expenses and put God's Learning Channel uh, back in a very solid financial position. So would you consider that? Would you consider partnering with God's Learning Channel so that we can continue to do the work of educating and bringing truth into your home? The Lord bless you. I'm now going to introduce you to two of our guests, and then we're going to come up to the monitor and look at a Zoom interview that I did earlier today with Congressman Pfluger. But before we do that, I want to uh, introduce you to these two gentlemen that you probably already know. I have to my immediate right our mayor of Odessa, Javier Hoven. Mayor, Good to see you. Dang, nice to yeah. see you, Jeremy. Thank, thank you. you for, thank you for being out. Well, thank you for having and us. And then uh, to his immediate right, we have our Ector County Sheriff, Mike Griffiths. How are you, Sheriff? Perfect. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And I, I truly uh, appreciate you guys taking. I, I know there's nothing busy about your schedules, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I know you guys are both extremely busy. And I know that the events that we're going to even talk some about tonight have probably even amped up some of your uh, time commitments over the past few days. So I, I cannot express our gratitude enough for you being willing to come out and, and talk with us. And I know that uh, the people of West Texas uh, and all of the audience that this uh, broadcast will cover uh, will be encouraged by the things that, that you so. have to share. So. But before we get started, we're going to go over to a Zoom interview that I did earlier today with uh, Congressman Pfluger. Uh, who was back in D.C. I think he was out in the area and over in El Paso and along the border last week. But uh, he was in D.C. today. We caught up with him. And uh, I thought that might be a good launch pad for us uh, just to kind of take a look at that. So we're going to 
tune in to uh, uh, Congressman Fluger. Congressman Fluger, it's an honor to have you with us today. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Jamie. It's good to good to talk to you. I know we've talked a couple of times, but uh, uh, always a pleasure. Well, you know, since uh, you and I were out beating the uh, campaign trail, we've not had a lot of opportunities, but uh, I just want to take this opportunity to congratulate you, and I want to uh, say how, how grateful I am that you hit the ground running. Uh, I know that there's a lot going on in Washington, D.C. In fact, I guess you had a floor vote at noon today. Well, there is. And yes, uh, we, we have been uh, uh, keeping very busy and uh, there's there's plenty of plenty of things that are happening that, uh, you know, for us to to be advocating for and in fighting against, you know, quite honestly, unfortunately. But that's the situation we find ourselves in. Well, there, there really is. And of course, that's, I wanted to talk about a few of those today. I want to thank you again for, for taking some time out of your busy schedule. But I know this is important to West Texas, the people of West Texas. And uh, they, uh, they want to know that our congressman is right on top of it, as they saw last week as you were out here in our neck of the woods, actually on the border over in El Paso. So what, what did you see out there, Congressman? Well, you know, first off, uh, it's heartbreaking what we're seeing. And, and I say that because there are thousands of children who are being used and exploited because of Biden's bad policies, you know, because he has reversed course on things like Remain in Mexico and he has um, stopped and halted all construction on the border wall. He has gotten rid of the memorandums of agreement and the, the cooperation that we have with the Northern Triangle countries of Guatemala and Honduras and the like. And in the rhetoric really uh, is what's doing it. The people, especially traffickers, human traffickers, cartels, coyotes that, that are exploiting these children throughout Central America and Mexico and otherwise are bringing them to this country because they know that these policies, uh, they're, they're not going to be prosecuted uh, and, and that they can get away with it. Uh, and so at up to $10,000 per person, the people that benefit are the traffickers and the cartels. The victims, unfortunately, are these children. Um, and, and that's what I saw in El Paso. And, and, and the victims uh, aren't just the children, but it's the citizens of the, of the United States that uh, are less secure. You know, I had a call today, Jamie, with all 29 counties of law enforcement officials, sheriffs and police departments. Um, and really wanted to understand what people, they, they've been calling me this past week and giving me stories about each of their individual counties and the challenges that they're facing. And, you know, it's not just one or two counties. It is most of the counties where we are facing immense pressure from illegal immigrant activity through and through. And, you know, our district, District 11, is not a border district. I mean, we are 100 miles away from the border, which is fairly close, but uh, it's going throughout the entire district. So. Well, it, it is, uh, and that's obviously one of the things that we wanted to look at this evening on, on our show. We've got the, uh, the mayor and the county sheriff and some different yourself and, and uh, former councilman coming out of uh, Howard County. But, you know, my concern is, as well, we just passed an immigration bill through the House. We are looking at two million dreamers, I understand that uh, will be looking at citizenship. Now, uh, 
what's what's the Senate going to do with that, August? It's it's past the the first base. What are we going to do with the next leg? Well, let me first say that incredibly tone deaf to bring legislation to bear this week when we have a crisis at the border, yet the president and the Department of Homeland Security refuse to call it a crisis. Uh, we've asked President Biden to visit. We've asked him to go take a look firsthand to get the same experience that we and my colleagues were able to see mm -hmm. on the border. It's a talk to the Customs and Border Protection agents to see how hard they're working in an under-resourced way. Uh, and, and they're pouring blood, sweat, and tears into protecting our citizens. And yet, Democrats this week bring legislation to the floor that would give amnesty to criminals. Okay. Exactly. And, 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 and you know, that yeah, is ahead. one of my questions. Let, let me interrupt right here. August, I, I, have, I have wondered myself how much of a potential distraction is this issue as it's raising its head when we are looking at something like the Equality Act that needs so much of every one of your individual attention at this point in time? It does beg that question, doesn't it? That there are things that are going on uh, with that so-called Equality Act, which we know uh, is, is a not, misnomer of all it's misnomers. A complete, a complete misnomer. Um, but, but it does beg that question. Uh, you know, the trend that we've seen, Jamie, is that the radical left wing, the liberal radical left wing of this party is just jamming things through at an astonishing rate. We saw it with the 40 plus executive actions in the first week of the presidency, and we continue to see it with legislation that's being rammed through, whether it's one point nine trillion dollars of unnecessary spending or the so-called Equality Act or H.R. One, which would completely Loading federalize joke. Yes. elections. Yeah. These types of things, um, you know, it, you, you do have to kind of ask yourself, are these distractions? And my hope is that the Senate looks at this um, and that it is subject to the, the filibuster rule and that they take a hard look. Because let me tell you what, there are some moderate Democrats, and I'm trying to work with them on a couple of issues to include energy security, border security, anything security related. There are some like Henry Cuellar and Vicente Gonzalez listen, the Speaker of the House is putting them in a terrible situation because they know in their border districts in South Texas that lack of security is, is not going to fly. Well, it, it's undone. But, but you know, I, I, I beg this question as well. We're, we're looking at this immigration bill that's passed. We're looking at bringing these individuals into our country, into our county. That's obviously one of the reasons I wanted to address this on the show tonight. I mean, we have we have brought in 500 uh, illegals that have parked in a man camp uh, in Midland County, of which 11% have tested positive for the COVID. And, you know, it puts us in an extremely strained position, but that's a small picture as to what this uh, entire scenario is doing with businesses in America. I mean, I was, I was reading earlier, you know, we have, we have well over 100,000 businesses that have already closed through this pandemic, if you will, and surveys show that an estimated additional 20% of existing businesses are concerned about making it through 2021, and we are bringing immigrants in by the thousands? You know, we questioned uh, 
Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, the lack of transparency is shocking. And, and the question was, Secretary, are you testing people at the border, the illegal immigrants who are now at the, uh, the detention facilities, the CBP facilities? And he said, well, it's the policy to test them. Said, no, are, are you testing them to make sure that they don't bring COVID in when what you just said in your testimony is that the most important thing is that we get past this pandemic and that we fight it appropriately? We know the answer to that because the, the Border Patrol agents told us that they're not testing, but yet he, he refused to say that. Um, and the reason that they're not testing him, Jamie, is because they don't have the, the capacity to actually care for him and quarantine him and put him in the right you know, place because they're over capacity. Yeah. The surge has hit us. And yet we see our own businesses, like you just mentioned, having to close down um, because of an, an overaggressive approach. Let, let me just also say real quickly, uh, apart from the, the border security issue, in, in the $1.9 trillion that was voted on last week, did you know that New York City is going to receive $4 billion dollars. of assistance? Exactly. Did you know that San Francisco is going to receive over a billion dollars, which is 30 or 40 percent of its annual budget? Yes. These are cities who chose to close down. I am so proud of the local elected officials in Midland and Ector County for fighting to make sure that, number one, we're safe. And number two, that where we can operate safely, which which I believe they've done a nice job at that, that we can keep our businesses open. OK, so take a look at the top 20 cities that are receiving money, guess what you're gonna see? A trend of Democrat-run cities that decided to go ahead and close down, which is their choice to do that. But now they're asking for that handout. And it's basically these Democrats giving their buddies uh, a handout and bailing them out from the de the budget deficits that they've run up over the past several years. Well, and, and I obviously agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I also have to ask this question of you right here, though. What what do we do with the Republicans that that are are crossing the fence even uh, on this immigration bill? Well, let's go back to the first one. Not a single Republican voted uh, for the one point nine trillion dollar bailout. Right. Um, and, and when it comes to um, immigration and border security, if we separate those two things out. Um, I think what you'll find is, is unanimous agreement that border security is the number one thing. Um, and I haven't spoken to anybody who voted in favor, uh, any Republican who voted in favor um, of, of uh, the Dreamers Act. Um, now, that's, that's, and, that's not my understanding. Um, but I, I know that we have some that are uh, on some of these issues that, that have mm -hmm. certainly waffled out at this point in time. What... And, and again, as we come back to the Equality Act, um, mm. what are you members of the House doing today to uh, enhance our position in the Senate with, with the filibuster, with, with our senators? I think it comes down to those individual conversations with senators, and I've spoken to a couple of them about it, uh, uh, not just in Texas, but elsewhere. Uh, and and I, I think it just goes without saying that Anybody with a conservative mindset that looks at this issue um, and and then, you know, you go back to the historical aspect uh, of what we've done in this country. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg has said um, that these issues were closed and that not ratified by the state um, should be considered individually. And so, um, you know, it's a shame that uh, 
our speaker is trying to ram that through. Right. Um, and, you know, for me, myself, I, as, as I voted on this, I actually was talking to my 13 year old daughter and she said, well, what are you doing today? I said, you know, I'm voting on this. How would you feel about little boys being able to uh, enter into your bathroom? She said, exactly. what? And I can't imagine that there's a 13 year old girl in our entire country, regardless of political affiliation, that would be okay with that. Jamie, let, let me just also say that there were a number of pieces of legislation this this week that sound good and, and we should all get behind. Um, but one of them is the Violence Against Women Act. Uh, of course, Jamie, what you've done in your own professional life, uh, thank you for, for advocating for women. Thank you for advocating uh, to help get people out of bad situations. I, I applaud that and have met a number of people that you've worked with that uh, are just incredibly impressed with what you've done for our society. This legislation this week uses that misnomer. And then what it does is it puts in the fact that if you one minute identify as a male and the next minute decide that you identify as a female, you can go into those shelters for abused women. Right, exactly. You have now access to get into those shelters, into the prisons, exactly. into the recovery systems. Exactly. And, and a person like, like myself that is operating a, a Christian-based ministry, hands will be completely tied. That's uh, exactly right. Yeah, this, this will be a, a Jack of the Baker of Colorado. This, this will be a national issue quickly. Yes. But uh, Congressman, we're, we're kind of running on, on our time right here. I, I want to ask um, one Quick question. What's the best thing for Midland County to do in this hour concerning this encampment that has been set up within the local jurisdiction? Well, I just spoke with uh, Mayor Payton um, within the last hour, and we, we, we discussed a couple of things. Uh, you know, I, I think continue to get the attention, continue to demand the answers. Um, for the questions that we have, which are very simple. Who did you coordinate? Who are you coordinating with? Who's in the camp? How long is it going to be there? What agreements do we have with the hospitals, with the law enforcement? Um, and, you know, above and beyond that, um, you know, continue to, to gain awareness uh, of the lack of transparency that we see from the administration, either posting on social media or asking folks that are in other congressional districts, because we have, we sent a letter immediately I've questioned the secretary already this week. We're on the phone with the departments every single day. But let's ask Henry Cuellar and Vicente Gonzalez, uh, let, let's ask them to stand up for it. Absolutely. Um, well, and, and we shared their... Again, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, look forward to visiting further. The Lord bless thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Well, we're back. Uh, I, I hope you learned something out of that interview with Congressman. But uh, we're going to talk now. We're going to move over and talk with uh, our sheriff and our mayor. And uh, again, I just want to thank you men for, for serving. Uh, and I know thank you've you. been at this for a few years, yes, uh, Sheriff. And again, uh, you, you kind of got you. thrown into this lines then in a hurry, did I you? Can't, I can't even profess uh, ignorance on there. round two. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you, there's something that I especially appreciate about these two men. 
and that blessed me about the citizenry of, of Odessa and Ector County. And that is that they elected men of God to serve in these very important positions in our community. So, so both of you, I thank you and I applaud you that um, your affections are set first in the right Absolutely. place. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. You. And thank so, uh, you know, but with that in mind, uh, and as we kind of talk over the next few minutes about this particular situation that we're in, what is it, uh, what was your first response when you heard that uh, these 500 individuals, in fact, you know, we just heard the, the good congressman talk about seeing the women and the children out in El Paso, but, but we have 500 men, uh, young men. In fact, I understand personally, I've gotten reports now that 30-year-old individuals, in fact, claiming to be 14, maybe, but, but you know, how, what was your first response when you heard about this encroachment in Midland County? Sure, if you want to go first. Well, I, I was quite amazed. My, my phone started blowing up Sunday. Uh, I, hadn't even, I hadn't even heard about it until my phone started going off, and, and the more I learned about it, uh, and, and as time has gone on, uh, uh, you, know, you know, on the onset, some of these individuals may look like children, and, 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 and a lot of people have said, you know, uh, you know, they are children, but how do we know that? How do we know who they are? How do we know where they came from, uh, and and how old they are? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, and and of course, you know, I've I've been for border control for for years. Right. I've been for building a wall for thirty years. Right. I've been telling people we need to build a wall just to stem the flow of drugs, not to mention all the terrorists and crooks and everybody else that comes through there from all over the world. For, yeah, not just and, not just our southern uh, countries. But all over the world, this is a gateway. Absolutely, and 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 with that said, uh, there is no other country in the world. Uh, there may be one or two close that that uh, have good documentation on their citizenry. Uh, even if they did have documents saying they were this age, that age, who they are, or whatever, how do we trust that? Right. And and it's my understanding, none of these people have are are you know we don't. We can't document who they are or where they came from. That is my my huge my fear. concern. Yeah. You know, we have terrorists, bad uh, bad guys, rapists. I mean, and granted, there are some good people coming across to 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 live the best life that they can in our country, and and I I want them to be here. But but uh, you know, we need to we need to know who's coming across. And and I was that was my first thought is is uh, how are we uh, how are we finding out who these people are. Uh, uh, right. Well, the fact of the matter is we're not. Well, and, and, and Sheriff, you know, I, I have to ask the question, uh, what is this allowance of the illegal? I mean, why, uh, why are we even positioning ourselves at this point in time, in this juncture, when this country has as many issues as it does, would we even be... Uh, operating with an open gate well <laughs> you, you know do you lock your house do you lock your front door home every night uh, I do 
I do too. And I'm going to say 99.999% of the people in this country do because they don't want somebody coming through their door that they don't know. Exactly. No surprise. No surprises. And, uh, you know, at our facility, the doors are locked uh, because we don't want somebody coming in that we don't know who they are or what their intentions are. Uh, uh, on, on a Zoom call earlier today, uh, Congressman Luger told us there's Yemenis, uh, Pakistani people, Haiti coming through our south border. Yes. Not exactly. to mention all the other countries around the world. Wow. Because they can just walk across. Exactly. It's an easy open and, uh, door. And, and, and it's, uh, it's really... Uh, <laughs> It gets my blood pressure it, It's pumping. unsettling. Well, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the blood, blood pressure settle just a second there and come over here to the mayor and say, Mayor, what was your first response when when you learned of this? We said it was a double take. You know, you, you wind up doing this and you want to make sure you heard what you heard on, 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 Fox, on Fox News. I, I heard it on Fox News like everybody else. I immediately started making phone calls, uh, reached out to officials in, uh, in Millen County. Uh, they had more questions than answers. Uh, reached out to uh, Congressman Pfluger's uh, staff, uh, texted uh, uh, the congressman, and nobody had nobody had answers. Um, questions and questions. I had hundreds of questions, and then uh, within 24 hours, we started getting phone calls from the community. Then they started asking, "Wait a minute, we have man camps here in Odessa and Nectar County. Uh, is the flow going to come over here?" I said, "Well, good question. Uh, not knowing what we know." Uh, I would have to basically anticipate, say yes. And people ask me, well, what, what are you basing that on? Well, the flow in the uh, southern border isn't going to stop. Mm -hmm. uh, this is just beginning. They're overloaded at the border well, the thing already. Is, we're we're going to go, we're going to, we're, we're coming to the 100th day in, uh, of the Biden administration. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is, is that, you know, we, we, we kept hearing in the campaign there was going to be open borders. Now we're seeing the result of it. Uh, we've seen it in the past. Now we're going to see a, a, a flow of, uh, of illegal immigrants coming through that, that I don't think we've seen in quite some time, or at least in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. What does that mean at this point? We don't know. But the thing is, is that uh, we have to find ways to be proactive of how we're going to react. It's just being a reactive because we're not getting any information. What that is, I don't know at that time. But I uh, basically I have asked and, and, and researched in, in a in a in our legal staff of what we can do as a city to protect ourselves. Okay. We've seen cities protect themselves where they've designated themselves sanctuary cities for something. You know, what is the legalities of uh, uh, be able to protect ourselves from what this administration's doing to uh, our state, mm -hmm. our county, mm -hmm. and our municipalities. Uh, and, and, and from a standpoint of resources, mm -hmm. uh, we've heard that 11% of these uh, uh, people in these encampments uh, tested positive for COVID. Correct. The thing is, is that if that condition worsens, what are we going to have to transform to our local hospitals? We've already had one of the uh, encampments go to hospital for uh, for a procedure. Now, if this condition worsens, is there one? Let me make this sure I understood. One out of this encampment yes. has already gone to one of and our it, local. Yes, facilities. and has been treated for uh, an appendix. And, uh, and and now the thing is, is that we have 11 percent that uh, uh, and the thing is, is that we don't know what the protocols of isolation. They were already uh, intermixing at the point of entry. Sure. We don't have Road those buses protocols. together. Yeah. Road buses together. So the thing is, is that 
is there a super spreader? Do we even know that 11% is even accurate? How do we not know as, as we speak it's already being spread? If they may be an overwhelming uh, spread within the encampment, and then we'll, I mean, what's the protocol? Uh, going to be transported to our hospitals, the overflow to the neighboring hospitals. We tell you, and the thing is, is that nobody in the hospitals uh, have indicated. You know, we met with some of their stakeholders here in, in Odessa and talked about wanting to assist in that testing. We have no jurisdiction in, in, in that area whatsoever. Well, and this is, I, w I was advised today that at least one of those individuals has got chicken pox. Wow. Yeah. Every, Unbelievable. Everything that we, 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 everything that we hear, we're taking to heart. You know, we, we, we have our ear to the ground. Any information that we're getting, we are taking it to heart and taking it serious and documenting it and following it and, and, and sharing it because we're getting so very little from information. this administration. Information. Well, and, and, you know, that brings me to the next question, and, and I think this, you know, helps move us to the thinking of solutions as you're doing. Can we sanctuary, you know, things along that line? But I have to ask you, men, you know, in, in all honesty, to our, the core of our being, when we know that there is harm in the, in the streets, what do we need to do? What, what line can we go? When do we draw a line and say, you know, guys, we're not going past this? Because this silence that this administration is exercising in this hour is nothing beyond stealth is, is bottom line. I mean, supposedly our officials in Midland, Texas, and, and uh, Sheriff Kreiner had another appointment this evening. I did not hear back from Patrick. But, uh, you know, those, those gentlemen, uh, they have a responsibility over here, just as you have a responsibility in your jurisdiction. But, but I'm asking, where, when we have an administration, as, as Congressman Fluger just pointed out, that is not telling us anything about this, that authorities like yourself are finding out after the fact, you know, something is not right. You men are elected men. You have jurisdiction in our city, in our county, as in Midland. Where's, where does this rubber meet the road? Where do we say, wait a minute, guys, enough rhetoric? No, I mean, and, and the thing is, I don't, I don't know if we, we, we're there at that, at that point yet. Uh, I spoke to uh, Mayor Payton and basically said, hey, Odessa stands with you. I, I know Edgar County does. I didn't, I'm not one to speak for, for the county, but, uh, you know, the sentiment is we're going to have to be self-reliant for the reasons that we're not getting any support, you know, from the federal government. Uh, at, at, you know, there was that time where we questioned whether did, did someone in, in, in Austin know. Uh, and so, and the thing is, is that basically what we're being seen is that we're a prime location for this relocation because of the... Uh, of what's going on in this situation. We have a lot of manic camps that are, that are empty. Uh, as far as Washington is concerned, we're in a, in, in a place of isolation. And, and, and I like what, 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 what Mayor uh, Payton had said, you know, I'm going to be the guy that's going to ask the tough questions. I'm going to demand questions. And the thing is, is that I know what they're going to be able to tell me. That's probably not the truth. And so the thing is, we were never notified, you know, that, that this thing had to, it was coordinated way beyond no, uh, it had to be planned this is not something you throw in the last minute there was a lot of strategic planning 
Absolutely. And and, and then now we have the uh, secretary of DH basic to say, yeah, I made probably made a mistake and not, yeah. you know, and easy to say easy after the to fact. say after the fact. And the thing is, it I I don't think it was an accident. I think there was intent. Right. And 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 I and the thing is, going forward, uh, we're not dealing with an administration that can be forward in notifying us and we I think we have to operate with it with it, with that well with that in mind I, I agree with you and I, I think what what I'm hearing you say and I think we heard again from the congressman we are dealing with an integrity issue absolutely yes. we are not we are not dealing with individuals that are in positions of authority that are operating in integrity so that's that would be my next question how do you work and deal with individuals that are not operating in integrity, that are running roughshod over our Constitution? You're in law enforcement. Well, you deal with that. We, we, we have to, which we're going to have to lean on Congressman uh, Fluger, yeah. uh, Senator Cornyn, uh, Ted Cruz, uh, and, and, and we may have to reach out to, to some of these moderate Democrats that, that Congressman Fluger spoke about. You know, uh, they they can't just trample all over us and all over our constitution and all over our rights as a as a people as a community like they're doing right now. Uh, you know, we're we're going to have to demand. We're going to stand up to them and demand that they stop doing this and, and that they're upfront and honest with us. But I don't know that honesty is in their dictionary. Uh, to, to be real honest, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the whole, their whole campaign was run on, uh, lies and, and, uh, and, uh, tricks and, and, you know, I deception. mean, deception, uh, it was, it, you know, I, it, it's hard for me to have any confidence whatsoever in, in what we've got in the white house, uh, right now. Uh, it, it really is. It's, it's, uh, it's sad, sad. And, and I'll, I'll, you know, we we well, got, we got to lean on our good people, our good representatives, in our in our government, and and pray to the good Lord that that uh, he he guides us in the right direction, and maybe at some point he can he'll he'll touch the mind and soul and heart of those individuals that that need it the most. We we, we had citizenry there was calling up and said, hey, can we not speak to uh, owners of these uh, these facilities and the facilities things of that nature? So well, you know. Thing is, is that a lot of these are owned from outside people, mm -hmm. uh, out of the state, definitely out of this area, and so. But the thing is, we don't know who's communicating with who. How is we, uh, being communicated? From a business standpoint, you've invested quite a bit of money in these uh, uh, facilities, and they're basically you know, sitting empty. They need to drink, mm -hmm. uh, generate uh, revenue. But one thing is for sure. You know, we've heard that this is a temporary situation, that we're not going to have an influx of 700 and it's just going to be one wave and it'll be over. Nobody puts in this type of preparation, uh, execute this plan in for the middle of the night for 90 day. days. You know, let me tell you, we, we're, this is just the beginning. This yeah. is the tip of the iceberg. They're putting fence posts in the ground right now. Yeah. That's yeah. what I understand. Yeah. That, those are not well, temporary. Well, yes, sir. And, and, you know, I've, I've been watching the facility on the interstate for months. It's 1,200 unit. I've called Mayor uh, our former mayor before trying mm -hmm. to understand this is registered in the name of a Delaware corporation and uh, what's this about yes. and uh, uh, once again I, I think there is more strategy and more planning here than meets the eye yep. and yet 
we might ought to open our eyes when we continue to see things as this event and how roughshod we as a community have been run sure. over. Yes. Because I really believe that we need to we need to make some plans as to how we will respond. I was, uh, you know, I read the comment of the county uh, uh, attorney over in Midland that said, well, this is, this is something the feds are doing. Well, you know what? The feds don't have all jurisdiction. Uh, that is not the design of our Constitution. That's not the design of our state Constitution. And so at some place and point in time, we need to we need to decide how we're going to stand up and say not no but heck no is, there, yeah. is, is the bottom line uh, and I'm going to take just a break and, and ask our viewers again to uh, you know again we, we, we hope you're learning some things tonight there's there's definitely some things that I believe everyone if not is con if you're not concerned about you might want to become concerned about but obviously the most impactful way that we can approach anything of this nature is to get on our knees, is to get before the Lord God Almighty. The Word of God is very clear, that except God guard the city, they that guard, guard in vain. Except God build the city, they that build, build in vain. My great concern today, precious ones, is that the ongoing atrocities and heresies that we have allowed and stooped to in this great, once great nation is obviously to the attention of God. And I'm not sure, or I am sure, we can probably look at the situation we're discussing tonight and see we're not being guarded. We might want to check our hearts. But in that, in that arena, we also, again, recognize in this hour the great importance that the Word of God, that truth be spoken. We've been talking just now about the lack of integrity in the land. But without a vision, the people perish. Without the Word of God, we're helpless. And so God's Learning Channel has been and is about sharing God's Word. Excellent teachings through the years. But these things cannot happen without your help. It truly is a partnership of believers that come together to ensure that the Word of God can go forth and be shared. So in that light, would you partner with GLC? Would you look at that uh, online opportunity or that mailing address? Come along beside. Let's get truth into the hearts of our citizenry. The Lord bless you. Coming back over here uh, to our guest. So, so what does that look like? What, we talked about our governor earlier, uh, off camera. You, you were saying bringing the time frame. Can you walk us through that, Sheriff, the time frame that you saw the events coming down? 
Well, it was my understanding that the Midland officials didn't learn of these uh, these individuals coming to their county until Sunday. Uh, uh, and it was my understanding that they learned that because Governor Abbott was on Fox News Sunday morning announcing that he had been advised the night before of the... Uh, of, of the individuals coming. Okay, so so Sunday morning he's on Fox News discussing a call that he received Saturday evening. Correct. Okay, and uh, and you know the the sheriff, the mayor, nobody knew about it until Sunday. Uh, my question is why 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 did they not know Saturday night right after the governor supposedly you know why were uh, our local officials not notified immediately? And, and I'll tell you this. Uh, a sheriff told me that uh, the the Red Cross was out there the day before, uh, the day before they knew that these individuals were coming. So uh, I don't know who called them, but uh, you know, I mean, you you would think that uh, the local officials, the sheriff, the mayor, the judge, and 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 all those folks need to be notified. These individuals are coming to your county. Uh, give, need to give you a heads up here. Uh, but uh, there there was just a. Uh, you know, it, there wasn't a break in communication. There was no. There was an intent of no communication. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean. So once again, as we said earlier, a, a stealth operation. Absolutely. Basically. Yeah. You bet. I mean, they're at the point of entry. They're in El Paso. They got to be herded into uh, in, in, into these uh, vehicles. Vehicles the had to be fed. You know how many buses yet? Uh, you had to be fueled. You need. You had a destination. Mm -hmm. Destination point. And those, be those men, and not children, those men that boarded those buses, you think they really had any idea where they were going? Yep. Nope. They, didn't know them. they were just being hurt to put I, it on there. I wouldn't think so. But them drivers knew where they were coming. But. And so, and then and that facility had to be prepared and had to be prepared ahead of time. So there were people in this community that knew. And, and the thing is, is that DHS was able to keep a cap on the whole thing. I mean, because they, they're concerns of security. Uh, you know, the fencing. I mean, all these things are now after the fact, and so there, there was weeks of weeks of planning to to get this thing staffed, secure. Uh, well, no telling how long it took them to to find a facility, an empty facility that could take all these people, and make sure it's viable for their for their uh, endeavor. Yep, purposes. Uh, so, uh, you know, it was it was. Uh, you know, usually if more than two people know something, it's not a secret. But they right. sure kept this one. Kept it down pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, so they show up in Ector County next week. What's the game plan? I'm I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Uh, and we've been traveling around trying to trying to identify those uh, men caps that may be. Uh, unoccupied, totally unoccupied right okay. now. That would be that would have to be the type of facility they're looking for, yeah. and, and there are a few out there. But I, I don't think the ones that we've identified so far are big enough to house a whole lot of people. So I'm I'm hoping uh, that 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 does not happen. Um, and uh, uh, the mayor may have some more information on some of them that maybe well we, we we've we've had reports uh, uh we've had a lot of calls from uh, uh members of the community that they're seeing activity in certain man camps uh you know when, when this broke out I, I spoke with city staff uh basically any contacts you have throughout the state 
throughout the uh, region south of the border anything you hear uh you know be alert any rumors uh, of the overflow coming how many more are coming i mean anything you know we've reached out to uh, every contact anybody that we even knew back in high school <laughs> and we uh, were just asking uh we spoke to economic development and we had a group coming in touring some of the uh, some of these man camps i wanted to know why who they were i wanted them vetted uh you know I'm hearing a lot of information of uh, more, you know, it, 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 and so uh, we've had reports of one inside the city where uh, all of a sudden there, it's been empty and there's activity. Uh, I've gone and checked it out and uh, asking questions and, mm-hmm. and having our city staff go by, find out who it is, who are the owners, making calls. We're being assured that no one's been contacted. Uh, the feds have not contacted anybody about possibly moving anybody in, but once again, you know, it, it's is we're just it we're it's an integrity issue, mm-hmm. uh, and so mm-hmm. any business that basically is considering in doing so that is not owned in the area and is outside the area, they're not going to be truthful or forthcoming with the information, knowing because basically is there would be a, a negative reaction uh, from uh, for the citizenry, and and that's one of the other critical things about this is that you know we are a community of com- that we're compassionate. Yes. Uh, you know, we're, we are God-fearing, and, and the thing is, is that we answer the call when there is a need. Right. But the thing is, what we do not like is things being forced at us, and we do not like being told or being forced at the uh, at the tip of the bayonet. And that's basically what this feels like. Exactly. What we're seeing is a a, a failed system, a flow of humanity, that of countries and governments that have lack of integrity, lack of a planning, and has failed their citizenry. And, and, and the thing is, is that here's the question that all the citizens are asking. These are not dreamers. The, 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 these are people. Are they coming here with their own accord or are they being forced to come here right. by forces that right. are uh, opportunistic, driving, them, driving them over here to be victims, yes. sexual victims, smuggling, drugs, yes. so forth, and, all, and yeah. more things that we can't even imagine. Yeah. You know, so the thing is, is that and that is also... Uh, uh, the culpable people are also sitting there in Washington D.C., and this is what is uh, been irritant for the uh, for for the local citizenry. Well, and, and you are you are nailing it on the head, I think, right here. And one of the reasons we have to understand, and that's why I brought out earlier, we are not dealing with honest people. Right. We are dealing with vipers now. It's become very obvious. How do you deal with vipers? If I hear, if I hear that there is a bus load or ten bus loads coming to Ector County, I'm going to be on the phone. I'm going to be on the phone to the White House, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I doubt I'll ever get through to Biden. And, and and but but I'll be on the phone. I'll be on the phone telling we do not want these people. We, we, they need to send them back to where they came from. I don't want any people in our county that may be terrorists or whatever. Uh, uh, we got enough bad people here to deal with, right. uh, you know, and, and again, a lot of these people have said, well, they're children. Well, we have just arrested the second 16 year old male in a, in the murder of a 14 year old that occurred last month during the snowstorm. Mm. Now I, I realize some of them probably are innocent children, and 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 I'm not against 
people coming over we, here making we a better life. Right. We need to know who these people are. And and that, you know, everybody that's taken to jail, if they're not fully identified, getting in jail's uh, not that hard. Right. But getting out of jail is tough if we hadn't positively identified you. Mm. So uh, we we need to know who they are. And, and as soon as they make contact with a, a, a border patrolman or whatever, and, and they are led to a location. They are in. They are detained at that point. They are detained okay. until they are released from the the federal government or whoever, uh, you know, their detention. But but sheriff, you you were relating a story to us earlier uh, about an officer that approached some of these individuals. Share with our audience what what that response was. Uh, one of my patrol lieutenants. Uh, uh, told me that uh, a couple of weeks ago they assisted Border Patrol in stopping two vehicles. Uh, uh, in total, they had detained 22 illegal aliens. Now, did you hear the sheriff? 22. That's 22 individuals in two automobiles that were detained. And, uh, and, and the lieutenant told me that uh, basically those individuals were laughing in their face because they knew that... Uh, they knew what their future was going to hold, and it was going to be a happy one. Um, uh, and again, they didn't know who they were. Uh, they come over here undocumented, without documents, have no idea who they are. Unless they've been in this country and have been dealt with by a, a, an agency, mm -hmm. uh, federal, state, local, whatever, there's really not a whole lot of documentation or records on these individuals that you can really rely on. Right. And... Uh, and uh, and thank God we have a system where we can identify people and identify bad people, you know, uh, especially when they come over the border, uh, uh, you know, un unnoticed. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it's a sad situation. It's a sad situation, knowing that the federal government is going to allow people of whom we have no idea who they are, or what their intentions are, or anything else, to come into our country and and affect the way of life of our American citizens. Well, you're exactly right. And, and you know, I was sharing some things with uh, uh, Congressman earlier. Uh, you know, basically, there are in excess now of 100,000 businesses that were forced to close in 2020, basically, because of this pandemic, mm -hmm. if you will. I like that. And, and I say that, guys, because I really believe that what we're experiencing here again is another offshoot of the big plan. Basically, I what agree. we are yeah. doing is undermining America mm -hmm. at its very core. Absolutely. I mean, the enemy has crossed the border. They're here. Yeah. They're here. They're here. Yeah. And, and so, as I as I ponder that, again, I think the thing, there's a lot of people, I think, concerned, and I think one of the things that we want to do tonight is elevate awareness so that more people are helping the authorities watch for uh, unfamiliar situations. But I really believe that, that we must, and, and obviously through the direction of, of prayer, but we need a formulated plan. For, for our community, again, as to how we're going 
to address this situation uh, as it as it comes knocking. But I believe with all of my heart that if we will if we will begin to stand on truth, you know, there again, that's one thing the enemy always hates. He hates truth because truth truth expels darkness. I mean, we can turn every light off in this house and be in utter darkness. But as soon as you turn one light on, there's light in the room. And that's what light does to darkness. So my heart is, you know, guys, as we are formulating this plan in this hour, both for, for Odessa, Hector County, Midland, Midland County, and our surrounding counties, you know, guys, let's get to the truth. Let's dig out. That's why, that's why so much of this is being done subversively, I'm convinced. Yes. Because they don't want truth known. So there's a bigger plan. There's a bigger plan. So they, how, how do we uproot that? How do we break that up? Yeah. First of all, it's going to be the communication. You know, the city of Troy fell for the reasons they, 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 they put their faith in false gods. And uh, that Trojan short, uh, uh, horse was, was walked in by their own citizens. Yes. So we're seeing that. We're, we're seeing. seeing that. And, we're seeing. And, and, and so the thing is, is that That's good. What, what you'd learn from history is this, is that they basically failed to see what was right there in front of them. Under their nose, Un complete under the nose. They should have never allowed that that foreign object to within enter the their, gate. In their, into the gate, and to that's what we've gate. done. And, and 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 that Trojan horse, and then that false gods are sitting there in Washington. And so what we have to do here locally is we have to be self-reliant on what we believe in those core principles, and they start with God. And in so and in so is us to start working and formulating the plan locally. What we can do, we have to start looking in within our own jurisdictions and what we can do within our own legality to be able to hold it out. Versus push, unity, uh, be self-reliant on our own resources. And the thing is, is that, and then basically hold accountable those who we feel that have been misleading us. Mm -hmm. And they have lacked of integrity, and Excellent. we have to be continue to push. We are standing with Midland, we're standing with the citizens, we're yes. standing with the with 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 Mary Payton and, yes. and and the county judge, the law enforcement, and we're going to be working together. And we're going to get this, and we will formulate the plan. The thing is, what the plan is at this point right now. But the first thing is going to be is awareness, self reliant, and mm -hmm. communication. That's good. I, I love it. And and I, uh, the bottom line is somebody's got to take a stand. At some point in time, and say, you know, we've gone as far as we're going to go. This is this is the reality. Because here's one of the things that you have to understand: our Declaration of Independence absolutely, clearly acknowledges in whom those men trusted, and in whom they were reliant upon for their rights. And it was, in fact. The Lord God Almighty. That's right. That's right. Read the Declaration of Independence. I, I, I could open it right now and start to read. But they acknowledge God clearly four times in that declaration and understood that's where their rights were coming from. Right. So what you're saying, Mayor, is what I believe. We, we must take our stand today upon the truth even that our founding fathers declared their independence by. This country was built on a rock, not on sand. Exactly, exactly. The, the issue is, was it Samuel Adams that said, you know, if, if, uh, 
we don't have a moral people, that's right. we don't have an America. That's right. That's right. Absolutely truth. Ronald Reagan. A country without a nation without a border is no nation. No nation. That's right. And amen. Well, men, um, would you like to add anything at this point in time? I mean, that uh, is on your heart that <laughs> needs to be said. I could talk for weeks about it, but uh, uh, <laughs> really and truly with some blood pressure medicine. But, uh, uh, you know, this country was founded on Christian morals and values. And, and today's society, uh, people want, want uh, society to conform to their beliefs. They want the country to conform to their beliefs. They don't want to conform to what the Bible tells us to conform to mm -hmm. and the way to live and act. And we... We need some more Jesus and some hearts out there. Amen. Amen. To that. Amen. Stay vigilant. Stay together. We will prevail. Uh, keep calling your elected officials. Keep calling Washington. Keep the Demand. lines hot. Keep them hot. Keep keep demanding uh, questions. Keep asking the questions. Keep demanding answers. Uh, your elected officials here locally are doing the same, and we uh, we will we'll, we'll deal with it as it comes. Amen. And uh, but we need to stand together. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Amen. And, and you know that that brings us back again, guys. We we need we need all of us standing together with with GLC. I think we talked a week or so ago. All of this camera crew out here right now, every, everyone's volunteering. Everyone, in some way, GLC has impacted our lives. Uh, I've shared with you before the role that it played with Mission Messiah. I am forever indebted. Well. You know, we've all gleaned something from, from this ministry, GLC. And so we're going to ask you again, look at that, look at that opportunity online. Look at the, the, the raindrop, the water bears, the operations and, and the growth side so that we can get truth and bring about this awareness. The mayor's talking about, the sheriff's talking about, and, uh, and, and get the word out to as many people as we possibly can because that's when we'll be heard. So uh, we, we appreciate it. Guys, I appreciate y'all coming out. I am Thanks eternally grateful that God has seen fit to place godly men in the positions of authority that you men serve in. Thanks be to God. Uh, I'm, I'm eternally grateful.